Well, g'day folks, it's Steve Fisher here, and with me is Grant McCarran. How are you, Grant? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad talking a little fast, because we're rather constrained for time this time. Yes, this is a very, very time-compressed uh, Australia desk this week. Uh, Grant, can you know, what episode is this of the Airplane Geeks, anyway? Oh, mate, I can't remember. I, I, I honestly can't remember which episode it is, but hey, why don't we ask these two likely-looking Charlies? Yeah, they look very intelligent. 69, dudes! Whoa, most audacious. Thanks, dudes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Episode 69. That's a pretty heavy episode to get to. I, I dream of the day that Playing Crazy Down Under gets to 69 episodes. Oh, yes, well, we'll keep dreaming for now, Grant. But our first article this week is uh, dealing with our friends at Air New Zealand again. We're talking across the Tasman again. And uh, they've issued a rather cheeky invite to our uh, other friends at Southwest Airlines. G'day, Herb. I'm Nicola. And I'm Will. While we were filming a few extra shots for our body painted safety video. Our beloved leader thought he'd get us to send you a quick invite. We think this invite is delightfully inappropriate given our combined attitude for doing things a little differently. Oh, those cheeky Kiwis, wherever will it end? Oh, mate, I think it's brilliant. This is definitely in the spirit of the playing crazy down under cheeky crowd. Uh, yes, once again, the Kiwis, in addition to doing their body paint only uh, safety videos, have thrown out a challenge to Southwest Airlines to uh, do an ultimate mashup and have their crew and Southwest's crew in body paint only doing a uh, show. Did we get a response from Southwest? So they issued it directly to uh, Herb Keller of uh, Southwest. I, don't, I assume he would have seen it. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, Southwest have definitely tweeted it and it's been on their Facebook page uh, back on Friday evening. They threw out on their, their Twitter feed about how they love a little collaboration, or as they're calling it, collaboration. <laughs> uh, so from their Twitter feed from the uh, October 16th, they have a link across to the um, – it's on YouTube. So they actually have a link to the YouTube page that you can watch it from. So, uh, yeah, and it's on their Facebook feed with a lot of res- response going, yeah, let's do it. So I reckon it's great. I tell you what, Grant, I continue to be impressed with this uh, this new attitude of Air New Zealand. They really have turned their, the way they do business around, and it's uh, really refreshing to see. I, I keep saying it, I know, I probably sound like a broken record, but it's really refreshing to see how they're really tech- Tackling the uh, the a new way of marketing their airline. It's only a very small airline in New Zealand by world standards, even smaller than Qantas. But yeah, it's great. I think they've definitely taken a few pages out of the Richard Branson playbook. Uh, they're, they're getting cheeky, they're getting irreverent, and they're getting into guerrilla marketing in a big way. It's great to see. Yep, it's excellent. Okay, Grant, our next story, and we're staying across the Tasman again this week. Gee, Grant, it must have been a really boring news week down here in Australia if we're having to um, look at New Zealand for both our stories this week. Oh, well, it's been okay for the uh, for the Aussies, but uh, the Kiwis have definitely uh, hit a couple of really good good strides, especially ones that are pretty good at linking between down under and up on top, because both of these stories relate between New Zealand and the US. Yeah, we've uh, spoken before about uh, our dismay at the 2001 decision of the New Zealand government to retire their entire strike fighter force. Uh, they had a, a force of uh, A4K Skyhawks, which were uh, pretty highly uh, tricked up. They'd been brought up to F-16 standards with their avionics, I believe. That's right. They had uh, they had a dorsal hump fairing uh, that was just packed full of electronics. Uh, they were known as an A4K, the K for Kiwi. Uh, there were 17 of them, and they were retired and mothballed along with another 17 Air Machi MB339 trainers, uh, which were the follow-on to the Mackie trainers that the RAF used to fly. They were the MB326 trainers that they flew here in Australia for a long time until the Pilatus PC9s took over. Uh, so the Kiwi's got the 339, which was the uh, second generation of that aircraft. Uh, so 17 retired A4K Skyhawks and 17 Air Machi 
Hachi, Oya Maki MB339s were in mothballs since 2001 pending sale. That had been blocked and delayed by the U.S. State Department. Yeah, so that's quite surprising, Grant. I actually didn't realise that those aircraft were still uh, in New Zealand. I would have thought they would have been scrapped long, long ago, but apparently they're still sitting there somewhere in New Zealand um, and have been in mothballs all this time. That's correct. They were parked in storage at Woodburn, uh, the Woodburn Air Base. Uh, They were uh, covered in protective latex and moved to outside storage in 2007 to make space for the C-130 Life Extension Program. They were were sitting in the hangars, but uh, once they were fully shrink-wrapped, high-tech shrink-wrapped, put outside, so uh, it's going to be good that it uh, looks like if this is all going ahead, it's going to be great because they've been trying to sell them since uh, 2005 to tactical air systems in Arizona. Uh, indications are that that is indeed who's going to actually be buying them. The reason for the delay is that the U.S. State Department uh, was doing all the paperwork and as well, the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms had to approve the transfer of the ejection seat initiation explosives. So, yeah, when you've got uh, two very bureaucratic groups over there going for it, you know it's going to take a while. Yeah, so uh, what are we talking here, Grant? $155 million New Zealand dollars or $128 million Australian. So uh, a fairly uh, good little learner there for New Zealand at uh just a yeah. shame, a shame as uh, we've said before, that uh, they just don't have any strike fighter capability at all now and have basically been reduced to uh, aerial reconnaissance and uh, peacekeeping type work. Yeah, that's right. Most of their fighter pilots left to serve in the Royal Australian Air Force and the Royal Air Force itself as well. But uh, this deal is not done in stone as yet because the uh, Arizona company has to send engineering staff to New Zealand to assess the aircraft before the final deal gets reached. The company Tactical Air Systems provides uh, training services to the U.S. government and other allied air, uh, governments while they're there. So I guess if they're Arizona-based, they may actually be used as part of uh, red flag training or maybe things like that. Might even turn them into uh, target drones or something. I mean, they're pretty old airframes, let's face it. Oh, dude, don't That's, say that. What a shame. I know, I'm going to cry. I love the kitty carts. That's what we used to call them in New Zealand. We used to call them kitty carts. Yes, well, you New Zealanders, you all talk funny, you know. Did you know New Zealanders have really strange accents, Grant? Rich, thick and crummy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's been a while since I spoke that out. People may be aghast to know that Grant is originally from New Zealand. Yeah, strange but true, folks. Anyway, yeah, we're very quick Australia disc this week, folks. We uh, both have to rush off. I actually have to rush off and go to work and do night shifts. So, Grant, uh, anything else to add? No, I think that's about it. Until next week, folks, I'm Steve Fisher. And I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers, guys.